Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. I tried the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, and we'd go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours, too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tacovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. Bulldog fans, many of us grew up in a time... We didn't lock our doors. We didn't feel the need to. We didn't have a need to. But the world is a much different place today than it was when we were much younger. Surely you've seen your neighbors have these video doorbells and things of that nature. You can have the same peace of mind, but also the convenience that you grew up with, with our friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y. Very, 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 very simple product here. Very easy to install, and you set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling required, no power tools, anything like that. You get the keyless entry. You don't have to fumble around with the keys when you got your hands full. You never have to worry about your kids losing their keys, or perhaps you've got a rental property and you worry about people passing that key around. You also don't have the anxiety of having this battery that goes down on you. It's Guys, you got four months of power here, and you get a low battery notification before it runs out so you can charge it back up. It's pretty simple. There's no monthly fee, unlike a lot of other brands that charge you that fee. You can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. Uh, Eufy is also on standby for you 24-7, and you can get a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or even live chat, which is awfully, awfully convenient. And here's the thing. There's just so much out there in the world these days. Wouldn't it be nice to know maybe who visited your door when you're out or perhaps have the security of knowing that you've got video surveillance anytime somebody comes to your door? We absolutely can. Make sure that you look for Eufy Video Lock. That's visit E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete troll of your door. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the magnificent Monday edition of The Yard. Yes, there's sports to talk about. 
Hope that you guys are well wherever you are today. I know that we're dealing with something that's rather difficult. It's unprecedented in our times. But I choose to find some happiness in all of this. I'm going to be very productive and very positive, and we're going to continue to bring the barnyard to you three days a week. There's always something to talk about. I got a new feature that we're going to add. I don't know that I would call it filler, as I would call it conversation starter. There's a lot of things, and there's some discussions that we need to have, some very honest and earnest discussions about some things in pop culture that uh, we're going to talk about. So we're going to debut the first ever top ten list in uh, kind of paying homage to Dave Letterman, who I loved back in the day. He's the white. When I was in college, that was one of those things you kind of hurried to watch the top ten list. Even if you had other stuff to do, you had to watch a top ten list. So in, in that vein, we're going to have a top ten list in the middle of the day show. We'll do that going forward because there's some things that I want to set straight. A lot to talk about. Uh, and before we get into some of that, let me share with you too. I've heard from Mississippi State officials over the weekend a lot of them just kind of checking in, seeing what they can do. We're going to have some Mississippi State-related content sooner rather than later. Kind of figuring all that out. You know, and they've extended spring break, and now students are uh, are being encouraged to leave the residence halls and, and head home. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a different deal. And I understand every time there's something new, we all begin to panic a little bit. It's only natural. It's only natural to think, you know, well, that, that, that's surprising. You know, it's like it, it, there was all these dominoes that kind of began to fall. And then, and the more they fall, the more careful people get. And listen, all, all this is about public safety. It's about public health. This too shall pass. I am a firm believer in that phrase. I live my life by that. Good, bad, or indifferent. This too shall pass. And so I encourage you to try to look for the positives in all of this. I know many people are saying, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for Disney+. Plus. I'm going to watch the Star Wars movies in their entirety and turn my kids on to all of that. And, and uh, many of you will be working from home for the first time. It is nothing new for me. I, I tweeted out uh, some suggestions yesterday to try to help. If you need some more, get at me. I'm happy to help. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company. And with them, let me remind you, too, there are many of your favorite businesses in Starkville that are going to be dealing with some some fallout from some of this. So let me encourage you, if you can't make it to Bulldog Burger, maybe get yourself a to-go order. And if you if you say, you know what, Steve, I don't live up there, but I do love Bulldog Burger, go online, order yourself a gift card, because at some point, this is all going to pass, and you're going to be back in Starkville, and you're going to need to go break bread and enjoy life. So go ahead and think ahead there. Plan ahead. And listen, I know there's a lot of uncertainty in life, but we're going to make it through this. And Bulldog Burger Company is going to be there for us to all go celebrate. You're going to be able to have uh, you know, some great times with some great friends and you know, have an adult beverage if you'd like and just have some great family time there at Bulldog Burger Company. Now with two locations to serve you on Starkville as always here on the Great University Drive and now on Tupelo at Gloucester Street. Two locations to serve you, Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. I want to start today's show talking about something. It was a story that uh, the Clarion Ledger, Tallahorca, aggregated a story yesterday. And before everybody fires off your fiery tweets at Tallahorca, listen, anytime that there's comments about Mike Leach, they're going to make the paper. All right. I mean, that's just the reality of the whole thing. But there was a story uh, written by Woodenville Sports that is uh, the hometown newspaper 
of former Washington State offensive lineman Andre Dillard. He is uh, a Philadelphia Eagle right now. And he said some things about Mike Leach that were less than flattering. And uh, it's caused a lot of reaction. There have been some people that have supported Dillard. There have been other Washington State players that have been very critical of Dillard. I am going to be very critical of Dillard, too. I want to read you these statements, and then you can decide for yourself. And we'll talk about this a little bit. So Theo Lawson, and you can find his article uh, at Theo Lawson. Uh, he's, he worked for the Spokane Review, so you can go find it there. So let's run through this thing, shall we? So here's the uh, here's the quotes, okay? So first thing they asked him about, you know, were you surprised that uh, Mike Leach left Washington State? And Dillard says, I had no idea that he would leave. He struck me as a guy who hated change. You could tell by the offense he ran, but I was really happy to hear that news because the boys back there needed a change. Well, the first thing that I'll share with you about that is that um, Mike Leach is a guy that's not big on change. Mike Leach has found a an offensive scheme that is proven, and uh, if you know anything about Mike Leach, he's a guy that stresses fundamentals and toughness. Those things should never change, and that goes back to Leach's uh, the infancy of his coaching career when he idolized Vince Lombardi. And uh, Vince Lombardi was not a, quote, innovative coach. He was a guy that did everything well. That was the whole philosophy. We're going to do what we do, and we're going to do it better than anybody else. And that's why the Green Bay Packers were the, the standard in professional football for a long time. And so he goes, hey, happy the guys, boys back there needed a change. You know, maybe so. And uh, one of the things I share with you, too, I had a lot of people that told me on the inside when Mississippi State first began to speak with Mike Leach, this whole resistance to change in routine for him was an issue. You know, he was ready to make a move, but it had to be the right move because Leach is a guy that got burned at Texas Tech, absolutely burned. They cost him millions of dollars. The whole thing was a matter of litigation for many, many years. But Texas Tech saw an opportunity to distance themselves because of all that Craig and Adam James nonsense. And then they burned him. And so he gets to Washington State, becomes very comfortable with there. He, he could have stayed there at Pullman, Washington, and they would have built a statue of Mike Leach. He would have never left. He, I mean, he could have stayed forever. They would have never run him off. Because he took, and, I, and I'll say this without hesitation, Washington State is the worst job in the Power Five. It is. It is the worst job. It is the most difficult place to win in the Power Five. Go look at the numbers yourself. Washington State has the lowest athletic budget in the Power Five. It is the remote, most remote outpost in the Pac-12. There is no natural recruiting footprint. Spokane, Washington uh, you know, produces one or two Power Five prospects a year, and some of them are just kind of de facto Power Five prospects because Washington State offered. There's just not a lot to pull from there. And that just, again, kind of magnifies the job that Mike Leach did there. But he was real hesitant to make the move because he was comfortable there. He was around people that he trusted. He knew that he was taken care of there, which makes the whole deal about Mississippi State being able to lure him away from Washington State that much more important. So the next comment that Dillard makes is Mike Leach isn't exactly a coach you'd like to play for. 
He's just one of those guys who gets results. But the way he gets results is frowned upon by the players. He never gave off any vibe that he cared about his players on a personal level. Playing for him felt a little bit like a dictatorship. Well, I, I don't know his experience. I, I don't. So I, I can't judge him. I can't judge his words without knowing the backstory behind it. I don't know. But here's the thing that I will share with you is there are not a lot. Listen, you've heard the expression, nice guys finish last. That's true. It's especially true in football. Go and look. Let, let's let's talk about some of the great leaders in the game of football. You think Nick Saban is a guy that's sending uh, Christmas cards out of his own? Do you think he's sitting around asking kids what they want for Easter? You think Urban Meyer is going to win any humanitarian awards out there? Coaching college football is an untidy business a lot of times. And if you come out there and you show weakness and you, and listen, you're basically, you know, having to, to run a program with 120 kids during fall camp and you and it goes down to the 105, but you got 105 people you got to manage. There's not a lot of hand-holding going on in the Southeastern Conference. So some people that read this and they think, oh my Lord, I'm thinking, great. Because listen, I like Joe Moorhead, but Joe was a little too nice for his own good. You know, I don't think Joe was tough enough. It's just like when a guy would get a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct or a late hit or something stupid like that. We'd fuss at him, but we'd leave him on the field. That sends the wrong message. Mike Leach has come out and said, hey, you, you flunk a drug test with me, you're finished. It's a one-strike-and-done deal. Mississippi State needs a guy that is going to run this program like a dictatorship. You think Dan Mullen was liked in that building? Dan Mullen was about results. And that's the thing, too. This is the Southeastern Conference. It's not made for everybody. Some people are not tough enough to play in the Southeastern Conference. And I I would submit to you, you probably got to be tougher to play at Mississippi State than anywhere else in the SEC West. Because you got to be tough. Man, you're not going to be as talented as Alabama, but you're going to have to be tougher. You're going to have to go into that ballgame thinking, you know what, we're going to score upon these boys. Listen, I wish the folks of Washington State the absolute best, but they're about to be reminded again how difficult it is to win in Pullman, Washington. They went out and signed a, a new coach, and I listen, I, I wish him the best, but if he shows up there looking to be their friend rather than their coach, he won't be there long. The word goes on to say Mike Leach isn't exactly a coach. I think we've read that part. Let me skip ahead there. So, so, so he talked about the rants. He talked about the, uh, you know, some, you know, Leach would go off on these tangents at times. You know, he talked about girls having their fat, the guys having their fat little girlfriends, the advantages the girlfriends have, and all that sort of stuff. And some people were offended by that. I'm not a person that gets easily offended, but apparently Andre Dillard is. There was once a comparison made between Washington State and uh, a junior college softball team. And so here's what Dillard had to say about that. This was after uh, they got beat by Boise State in, in 2016. It's, uh, yeah, it's, and here's the thing about that sort of stuff. You know, I have played sports. I have coached sports. 
And sometimes you got to get somebody's attention. Sometimes you got to cut somebody. Sometimes you got to send somebody on the bench. And sometimes you got to go out there and make some big things happen and get in somebody's face a little bit to get your point across. Those are the things that I think about, you know, and, and maybe it's a little different in other people's world. You know, Boise State wins that game 31-28. Leach said it was basically about toughness, that so they weren't tough enough. And so here's what Doherty had to say. It personally bothered me. What kind of coach throws his entire team under the bus when things go wrong? But he never put any blame on himself. Calling players out, calling them fat and slow, and saying he needs new players. He did that several times when I was there. It just wasn't good leadership. Well, you know what, Andre? Maybe he did need new players. Maybe he did. You know, listen, I, I'm a person and believer in personal accountability. I have seen Mike Leach several times in press conferences say, we got to coach better. we got to do this better. But here's at the end of the day. Nobody has ever hired Mike Leach to win the press conference. We want Mike Leach to win football games. And it's funny, all of these little things that happen, you know, you can tolerate them when you're winning. They get a little bit of annoying when you're losing. So after that 2016 Boise State game, Dillard says he compared us to a junior college women's softball team. I was like, dude, you need to chill out. The guys were offended by that. Anyway, I'm just happy he's moved on, but I do appreciate him giving me the opportunity to play there at Washington State. Here's what I would – I'll show you a couple things about that. Do you know what happened the next time that Washington State took the field after being compared to a junior college women's softball team? And listen, all due respect to softball players, I'm not being critical. I, I, matter of fact, I'm more offended for you. The guys like Andre Dillard are being compared to you. I think softball players should be offended because he's clearly soft. The next week, Washington State beats Idaho 56-6. 56-6. Then they go beat Oregon 51-33. And then they go blow out Stanford in Palo Alto 42-16. Then they take down UCLA, 27-21. Washington State beats Arizona State, 37-32. They go to Oregon State, beat them, 35-31. They blast Arizona, 69-7, beat Cal, 56-21. So you can do the math there. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-game winning streak. Eight-game winning streak, pardon me. So it sounds like to me that Mike Leach got the result that he was looking for. He goes out and challenges the toughness of his team, and they responded. Mike Leach got results. And here's an interesting comment, too. I, I read that last thing. I don't want to glass over this. Anyway, I'm happy he's moved on, but I do appreciate him giving me the opportunity to play there at Washington State. Well, thanks, Andre. What a wonderful thing to say. And so I did some research just before I logged on to the show here. According to the recruiting site, 247 Sports, the Cadillac of the bunch, Andre Dillard had a total of four scholarship offers. Four. Washington State, Eastern Washington, Idaho, Portland State. 
May have had more? Don't know. He was a three-star, rated 81. And he got a chance to go play at a Power 5 school close to home because he's in Woodenville, Washington. And then over the course of his career, he develops into a professional football player. So again, I begin to think to myself, what, what, what is it you're complaining about? So Mike Leach is a little tough on you and holds you accountable. And then you put together an eight-game winning streak. And then in the process of all of that, you develop into an NFL player. So what's, what's the complaint? It sounds like to me Mike Leach did his job. Maybe I'm wrong. I think there are a lot of people out there that would say, you know what, Coach? You can come out here and chew on us all you want if we'll go win eight games and go to a bowl game just about every year. And then I've got an opportunity to go play in the National Football League. Look, listen, Mike Leach is a different dude. Okay, but to go out and suggest something like this, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't really care for it. And it's one of those things too. I think there are some things, you know, especially something like this. I think you come off looking a little soft in the deal because I think other people will look at this and say, you know what, this is wrong, very, very wrong. And uh, I, I, there's a couple of things I, I shared one of these tweets yesterday. I'm trying to find it for you because I think it's important. It was another former player that uh, came out and basically said that uh, that wasn't how he was treated and that Mike Leach treated him and other players exceptionally well. I just, I mean, it's, it's just very rich to me that a guy that used his only Power 5 offer and played for a guy that helped him develop into a National Football League offensive tackle, it just seems kind of rich to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't believe that I am. But I think going out and blasting the guy that believed in you and gave you an opportunity and helped you make millions of dollars is pretty short-sighted. I want to remind you guys, too, I have made the jump to Hawthorne, hawthorne.co. You're going to love them. I love them. You love them. You're going to continue to like them. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of hawthorne.co, not just because of the fact that I smell good, but because the service is so convenient. It's one of those deals where nobody tells you how to apply cologne, nobody tells you how to buy cologne, none of that stuff. Ever, no, there's no book or manual out there. They make it easy. Go take the test. Go to Hawthorne. It's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. And then take the quiz. And then the quiz itself will kind of get you going. They'll, it'll, it'll get you going so you'll kind of understand, you know, what's uh, what's available to you. They will pair you up with what works best for you. I encourage you to give them an opportunity. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, you'll save a money. Use promo code Boneyard. It's B-O-N-E-Y-R-D. And save 10% off your first order. They'll ship them direct with you. The packaging is great. The products are great. Get the body wash. Get the get the, the shampoo, conditioner. Get it all. Take care of yourself. Give a gift to yourself. The gift of Hawthorne.co. So speaking of millions of dollars, we've talked about this extensively over the course of the last, I don't know, sometime now about Dak Prescott's contract situation with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we have reached a bit of a, a resolution here uh, because of the fact that uh, Dak is going to be franchised. Dak has franchise tag, and so people hear that, and they say, well, Steve, you know, I I've heard they were going to franchise tag him. What, what does that mean? 
So, so here's what it means. Number one, Dallas used the exclusive franchise tag, which is the much more expensive way to go. By using an exclusive franchise tag, that means Dak will sign a one-year contract. If now they can still negotiate all the way to July 15th, but he is he is scheduled to have a one-year contract that will be the average of the top five players in his position, average salary. It's no less than the average of top five players as a quarterback as of that date in April when they tag him. Or 120% of the player's previous salary, whichever is greater. This is something basically to a kind of arrest the negotiation process. It's like, okay, listen, we can't agree to a long-term deal now. So we'll agree to a one-year deal, and then we'll continue to look for a long-term deal next year. The problem with that for Dallas is the money's only going to go up. They had a chance to go ahead and lock Dak up long term for less money than it's going to ultimately end up costing them. And so, just to kind of give you guys the, the tag value per position is a little bit different, and it's and it's on the rise. Last year, let's say for example, a quarterback tagged in the National Football League in 2019, that one year salary was twenty four million eight hundred and sixty five thousand for one year. You know what Dak's going to make, just so you guys are curious? Like, if they can't come to an agreement on a long-term deal between now and July, Dak's going to get $31.6 million. And to put that in perspective, Dak signed a four-year deal. He's in the end of that deal now. His initial deal was four years, $2.7 million, with an average salary of 68000 But due to, you know, uh, production-based incentives, Dak pulled in just over $2 million last year. And now he's going to sign a $31.6 million one-year deal. That's pretty good coin if you can get it. But Dak's not the only Bulldog that's being franchise-tagged. Bulldog fan favorite Chris Jones won a Super Bowl this year. Has said many, many times that he wants to stay in Kansas City. He believes they're about to build a dynasty there. Chris signed a four-year deal when he first came out. Four years, $6.2 million, with an average salary of $1.5 million. Of course, he was drafted much higher than Dak, and uh, you know, the collective bargaining agreement certainly uh, worked in his favor. Because of the position that he plays, it's a little different. The, the, the tag for Chris this year, according to the latest estimates, is going to be $16.1 million for this year. Sixteen point one. Again, pretty good coin if you can get it. And so you've got some Mississippi State former Bulldog players out there raking in some big money. Hopefully that trickles down to uh, Mississippi State football facilities, right? Wouldn't it be great to have, uh, you know, the Dak Prescott Players Lounge or whatever? But uh, the way all this works is that now no other teams can negotiate with them or try to sign them. They have franchised them, so that protects the, the organization, but it also ensures that the player gets a raise for this year while they attempt to negotiate a longer-term deal. Now, in Dak's situation, they franchise him, and then they can uh, go ahead and lock up Amari Cooper. They've got Zeke locked up, you know, and that's nothing, too. You know, last year, when uh, whatever year it was, I guess it was last year, Zeke sat out and pouted and ultimately got his money. You know, Dak does things the right way, so I hope that he's uh, rewarded. And just because I know you guys are curious, the 2019 franchise tag for defensive tackles in the National Football League was $15.2 million. 
So Chris will get pretty close to a million dollars by being a year later. And so it's crazy to think that there was a time this here several years ago that the salary cap was $35 million for franchises, and you got Dak Prescott going to bring that much in into one, pretty close to that one year. It's insane. Insane money. But the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are franchise-tagging Dak Prescott shows that they are committed to Dak Prescott. Dak just wants to get what he is entitled to. And uh, I want Dak to get every nickel that he is entitled to. Very much so. So that's the football, the pro football part of it, too. And you guys are aware of this. If you, if you haven't seen it yet, the National Football League has announced that the, the draft is not canceled. They're not going to have the big fan experience they have in years past. They're still going to kind of play it by ear. But the, the draft will go on as scheduled. They'll do some innovative things. They said, I'm, su- I'm sure they'll do a lot of it remotely, you know, a lot of it by satellite or whatever. They'll have people, you know, they'll have their own picks. But they'll, they'll make it fun. But we are going to have the drafts. So there's something to look forward to there because there's a lot of depression out there now. People thinking, oh, my gosh, all the things that I love in life have kind of been taken away from me for a while. But this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And I think the NFL coming out saying, you know what, life goes on. We're going to be smart about this, but we still got to have the draft. You got a lot of Bulldogs, obviously, that um, competed at the Combine that won't have the ability to have a pro day. How they handle those individual workouts and that kind of stuff kind of remains to be seen. You know, but I think about you know a guy like Cam Dancer that didn't run as well as he had hoped to. All of this could ultimately cost him a lot of money in his initial contract. Very, very disappointed that uh, he won't have an opportunity to improve that time. I know his film is great. Uh, we all expected Cam to come out this year, and uh, th- yeah, would have liked to have seen him played in the ball game. I don't know that would have mattered, but um, you know he has to make a decision that's best for he and his family. And so, I want to see that work out for all of our Mississippi State Bulldogs. I know Brian Cole is a name that's on the rise, and so that's another name that we'll expect to hear a lot from. You know, as we get a little bit closer to the draft, I think State's going to have probably a you know a lot to cheer about that weekend. We had a good good year last year. It's going to be an even better year this year. I share with you guys, too, that um, we're going to have the top 10 list. And so I thought about, okay, did I want to do something Mississippi State related? Not today. Not not today. Because I, I know that in the state of Mississippi, I am the undisputed expert when it comes to 80s hair metal. And so we're going to talk a few minutes here about 80s hair metal. And I'm going to give you my top 10. I'm going to give you my top 10. 80s hair metal bands, and some of you will disagree, and that's okay. It's still America. You can uh, you can do what you can you can make your own list. You can tweet at me and say, Steve, you're completely wrong. I'm not wrong, but you are you are you're right to say whatever you choose. I I won't judge your opinions, even though that I know that they're all wrong. Before I get started with my top ten list, which is the top ten list, your list will all suffer by comparison. I want to give a hat tip to some bands that didn't make the list. And the first one I want to go ahead and point out that didn't make my list, because my list is the rock band Poison. They did not make my top ten list. They might make your top ten list, along with New Kids on the Block and Debbie Gibson. Not a big Poison fan. I've met Brett Michaels. He's a nice guy. Had some medical issues. He worked back from that. It's a band that's had a lot of, lot of uh, you know, adversity. But the original band's still together. All four members of the of, of the classic Poison lineup are, are together. Which those guys the best. I, I hope to see them in August 
for the first time. I didn't I didn't stay and watch them at Rocklahoma because I was ready to get home. But Poison did not make my list. I do believe, however, that Nothing But A Good Time is one of the best 80s rock slash metal songs, hair metal songs of all time. It's a great song. Heard it, heard it uh, Saturday night. It's great. Because here's a toast to all of us, breaking our backs every day. I think it's something we can all get behind. But Poison does not make my list. Another band very similar to Poison that came up a little bit short was Warrant. And I have seen Warrant. And I'm a Bobby Brown fan. And she was a girl in Cherry Pie video. I actually met her years ago in Baton Rouge at a bar called Sports Illustrated. She was just a mama's girl back then, before she was uh, one of those ex-wives of rock or whatever. But uh, Warrant does not make my list. But I, I did. I was in Jackson, Mississippi with many of you when Warrant opened for Motley Crue and then came back a year later. And it was Warrant, Trickster, and Firehouse. What a great show that was. So we had a chance to see him on the dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich tour. And then we see him on a cherry pie tour. It was great. It was good times, man. That's back when that's back when big bands came to Jackson, Mississippi, man. It was good times. Love those times. But Warren doesn't make the list. And my number 11 band that just missed, just missed, was a great white. They just missed the list. I saw those guys recently. Uh, really like you, that, 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 that. If you go back, the Once Bitten album was kind of their breakthrough album. And there's really not a bad song on that album. The whole thing feels like singles, like Lady Red Light and all that stuff. And I would encourage you to go listen to it today. I thought Twice Shy was a little bit of a step back. So Great White, just really the one big album. Still a lot of fun. The number 10 band on my list, and maybe it's because I just saw them, is Dockin'. Rockin' with Dockin'. Matter of fact, I wore my Rockin' with Dockin' t-shirt just uh, yesterday. Love the catalog. George Lynch, incredible. Don Dockin was a great songwriter. The Tooth and Nail album, the production value, not as great as it should have been, but it has been remastered. You go back and listen to those great songs, uh, you know, Tooth and Nail, Just Got Lucky, When Heaven Comes Down, which I think could be probably one of the heavier Dockin songs. Dream Warriors, all that stuff's great. They got a little poppy on Under Lock and Key, and they kind of returned to who they really were more in Back for the Attack. So I really like Dockin'. Probably four albums there that you can look at and say, you know what, this is quality. Number nine on my list, a bit of a surprise, is Firehouse. And, and, and I will go ahead and confess here, guilty pleasure of mine, I have every Firehouse album. I have all of them, even the ones that were released here in the last five years. I have them all. Great catalog, CJ Snare, underrated singer, much better. Like the first album, that's what everybody thinks of, Love of a Lifetime. They think, oh, Steve, all these power ballads. Wrong. 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 Go back and listen to Hold to Hold Your Fire album. It's great. Firehouse 3, great. Go check them out. Number eight on my list, and uh, used to rate a little bit higher with me, but their catalog is a little uh, less ex expansive, I guess, some other bands. Cinderella. I'm a huge Tom Kiefer fan, even though he married an old Miss girl. Big fan of Tom Kiefer. Saw him recently. Uh, Rock Home had a chance to meet him. Great, great guy. Great songwriter. Incredible musician. Go listen to uh, those lead tracks on Long Cold Winter, Bad Seamstress Blues and Falling Apart at the Seams. Incredible blues playing, songwriting. Cinderella, not really a typical hair metal band. They kind of got lumped in with that group, but I love them. And there's lawsuits that have kind of kept Cinderella from performing. And hopefully they'll all get settled at some point and they'll reunite. Number seven on my list, and I started to put them higher because I love Sebastian Bach. Number seven is Skid Row. 
Again, not a huge catalog, but man, those first two albums were absolutely incredible. There's not a bad song on either of those albums. I, my favorite Skids album is Slaves of the Grind, but I also love B-Sides Ourselves when they redid Psychotherapy and Little Wing and Come On and Love Me. It's a great covers album. It's good. Number six, Bon Jovi. Saw Bon Jovi a few times. Uh, they are a little poppy. I get it. But John Bon Jovi is a great singer, great songwriter, great entertainer. The uh, Keep the Faith album is a little bit, um, a little bit underrated. You know, a lot of people you know, they think, okay, well, seventy eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit, with In and Out of Love, and and Silent Night were big hits, and then you've got Slippery When Wet, which is kind of their breakthrough album. They went at the, one time they were the biggest band in the world. Then they come back with New Jersey, which was great, Born to Me by Baby, and all that stuff. It's 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 up tempo, it's positive, it's catchy. I get it. One of my favorite bands is number five. And they're not a hair metal band, but because of the, the the decade of which they come out, they're kind of lumped in again. That's Tesla. They're just Tesla is a rock and roll band. Not a bad album. I have listened to the entire catalog. Some of the stuff, now that Tommy Skietch has left the band, it doesn't have the same edge as the earlier stuff. But you can put on mechanical resonance and listen to that album from start to finish and it it will make you happy. You should listen to it today. My favorite Tesla album, however, it's a great radio controversy. I, again, not a bad song on there. And the more you get into it, Psychotic Supper and Busted Night, the deeper you get in the catalog, the more diverse you understand they are. They also put out a couple of cover albums called Real to Real. You can find those on iTunes. Number four on my list, the only non-American act, and there are some American members in this, White Snake. Are you ready to ride the snake? Because you got Jackson, Mississippi's own Tommy Aldridge on the drums. White Snake is incredible. David Coverdale was incredible. Some of the great, great, great riffs of the 80s. Adrian Vandenberg, John Sykes, Benny Campbell, just Rudy Sarzo on the bass. Man, come on, that guy's got an incredible resume. White Snake was a bit of a super group. Love the self titled album, love Slip of the Tongue. My favorite one, though, Slide It In, man. From start to finish, love every song on that album. Uh, Love Ain't No Stranger, I think, is my favorite White Snake one. Uh, off the self-titled album, I think I'm going to go with uh, Give Me All Your Love Tonight. But, man, you know, everybody knows here I go again. Let me encourage you. Put on some White Snake, maybe some stuff that you're not quite as familiar with, and it'll pull you in. It's great. Number three on my list, and, again, this is my list. Your list can be wrong as wrong as you want it to be. This is America. You have the right to be wrong. Number three on my list is Rat. Stephen Piercy, I believe, has the coolest voice of 80s metal. Uh, songwriting was a little bit interesting, but I think, you know, musically, Warren Demartini, Juan Cruchet, Bobby Blotzer, and the late, great Robin Crosby, man, what a great band they were. Robin, of course, died of, uh, of an overdose as he suffered through age-related illnesses. It's a terrible, terrible story. Had a chance to see Rat in several incarnations over the years. Never disappointed. Loved those songs. My favorite Rat song? Nobody rides for free. Love that one, and I love this. The, I love the self-titled album that came much later in the catalog. Go check it out. Go put on some rat today. It'll change your mood, and don't just listen to round and round, even though it's a great classic. Number two on my list, and this is the thing. How do you pick number one? And a lot of people are thinking. I think I know where Steve's going with this, but you're wrong. Number two on my list, Guns and Roses, and because it's a, it's a, this is a family show, I won't say. 
what most people say, how they call guns and roses. There's another adjective in there. Guns and roses, the catalog, not as big as we'd like for it to be. I can't wait. They're, they're threatening to release new music, and I can't wait for that. Now, the Duff and Slash are back in the band. You know, Steven Adler and Izzy Stradlin are just, they have not kind of maintained their chops over the years. So that's the classic lineup from Appetite for Destruction. I think that Appetite for Destruction album was probably the most important of the of the generation. It changed everything. You know, because these guys were legit. There were a lot of guys, you know, wearing long hair and getting tattoos and putting on a leather jacket that, you know, that they could go get a job at Safeway or Kenny Shoes or something. But uh, Guns N' Roses was legit. And uh, so that's one of the things. There was some authenticity. I remember I was watching Headbangers Ball at my dad's house in Canton, Mississippi. And I saw Welcome to the Jungle on Headbangers Ball with Ricky Rackman, who I love to this day. And the next day, I went to Bebop Record Shop in Jackson, Mississippi, and I bought that album on cassette. And it absolutely blew my mind. Number one, and again, we're, we're just going, and, and people are saying, well, Steve, where's Ozzy? Ozzy's a solo artist, and so I didn't include that, even though there's a hat tip to Ozzy because he's the godfather of it all. But number one on my list, and if you know me at all, you know this, Motley Crue. Motley Crue is number one. Number one, because Motley is the one that really kind of pulled me away from pop music and into the metal. I, I, I give my, my late great friend Mike Cook a lot of credit for that. Mike Cook was a big Quiet Riot, Ozzy fan. Mike died in a tragic car accident when we were in high school. Love Mike and think of him often. And every time I listen to Motley or Ozzy, I always think about Mike Cook at some point. I remember Mike being that guy, the guy in the neighborhood. You know, he was he was what they called the hood. You know, he was a teenager that smoked and all that kind of stuff. And so I looked up to Mike a lot, and, and uh, I, I miss him. But Motley's number one, and uh, a lot of it's because Motley kind of has worked their way through a lot of things. Motley's back together again, thank goodness. Motley Crue, uh, you know, the Shout the Devil album, but it's, that was the one that kind of put them over. But I think the Too Fast for Love album is undervalued from songwriting standpoint, even the production value, because the record... Record company went a little cheap on production for that album. There's some great songs. Theater of Pain, I thought was a little bit, eh. Girls, Girls, Girls was good. Dr. Feel Good, I think it's one of those, uh, that's one of those classic albums. One of the things that I'll say, even though I love Motley, there are, every album outside of maybe Shout at the Devil has a little bit of a, uh, a clunker of a song. You know what I mean? There's always that one song you kind of fast forward through. That's the one criticism that I'll say about Motley. And if had Guns had a, long, a longer or deeper catalog, they might have been number one. So send me your list. Happy to see them. Uh, happy to talk about that stuff with you. We'll do some things like this from time to time. We're going to do a top 10 list every show now. I don't, But it won't always be about metal. You never know what's coming. You never know. It might be 90 sitcoms next time. I want to remind you, our friends at MyBookie, they're still in business. Our friends at MyBookie are looking to serve you and and to provide you with some betting options. And if you're one of those kind of people that is a little bit, you know, maybe you're missing the fact that many of the casinos are now canceled. I, I, I was told by a good friend recently they're going to shut down operations at many of the casinos around the country in the next 24 hours. And so some of you have the gambling bug, and you say, you know what, Steve, I'd love to be able to go to an online casino. Well, you can do that at my bookie. My bookie's the best place for you to cash in. Uh, with the online casino, and there are still some sporting events taking place around the world. You know, we had an MMA weekend over the weekend. They offer everything in my book, from uh, from online betting to in-game betting, everything that's going to happen. You can bet on anything, including the Democratic National 
nomination, the presidential election. You can even guess the name of the next pope. My bookie caters to all players of all skill levels, whether you research each matchup or you just kind of make your picks by mascots. They're making a difference. My bookie's got something that you can use. Join now. Start winning today. So if you're sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for your payouts, my bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of ex experience, great customer service, and hands-free transactions, and hassle-free, and hands-free. Both of those are big at this point. Why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code BONEYARD for a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code BONEYARD. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at mybookie. So this weekend, I worked on a story, one of those uh, where are they now type things. You, you may re recall here a few years ago, Mississippi State led the nation in decommitments for the class of 2016 led the nation. And so I wrote an article, and I said, I was just curious, whatever happened to a lot of these guys? And uh, the results were, sh were shocking. And I remember when we lost Dontrell Allen to UL Lafayette, everybody's thinking, oh my goodness, what's, what does this mean? You know, it's the sky falling. Everybody wanted to blame Dan Mullen. And, and the bottom line was, is that the whole Dontrell Allen thing is that he was, uh, he'd lost a brother in a car accident. And just felt like he needed to be a little bit closer to home. His girlfriend was pregnant. Just felt like family concerns kept him at home. So he signs on with UL Lafayette, doesn't qualify, goes to junior college, and never really makes an appearance in major college football. Got a little more details in there, too. Remember Deshaun Cooper? Signed with State out of Columbia High School in Decatur, Georgia. Went through some uh, summer workouts. Even got into fall practice. Had a provisional enrollment at Mississippi State. Ultimately didn't qualify. Enrolled at Colin. And then we bring in Peter Sermon, and Peter likes to go a different direction with linebackers. We don't sign him, and he ends up going to Georgia Southern and has a, has a really good career at Georgia Southern and helps them win a ball game over there. They go from 2-10 and 10 to 10-3 ten and three in his two years as a player there. Remember Zach Farrar? He was committed to Mississippi State. We got his video, and we ultimately got him moved to a four-star, and we're thinking, man, if we can just get a signing day, we have cured a lot of ills. And then Oklahoma offers, and he flipped to Oklahoma. And we end up having to sign Osiris Mitchell and Reggie Todd after signing day because, if you recall, we were offering wide receivers on national signing day, kind of sight unseen. Well, Zach didn't last at Oklahoma. He ends up going to become a two-sport athlete at Youngstown State. Now he's currently at Auburn. A lot more detailed there. He's actually played against Mississippi State in two sports in his career. Emmett Gooding, probably the biggest loss when you look back in time. Probably the biggest loss. This is a guy that could have really helped us last year. You know, we sign him, he goes to Holmes, he ends up going to Independence, becomes the, the hero of Last Chance U. Could have really used him last year. And uh, he tore his ACL at Tennessee. No guarantee that would have happened here or that it wouldn't have happened here. But uh, that's a pretty big loss. And I think Emmett's a guy that's going to have a big year this year for Tennessee. Briston Kittery's a guy that also committed to state early, elected to go on Arkansas, had an injury-plagued career there. Uh, gave up football with two years of eligibility remaining after seven, count them, seven knee surgeries. Safety Zaire Jones from Meridian. I really liked him a lot coming out of high school. Really intelligent kid. Made some mistakes at Vanderbilt. He had some deal where he had a long day and was going to get his medicine. He was trying to get back to his dorm, and they had some roads closed. And he tried to go around, and he, he bumped a car, a cop with his with his, with his his car, and they, they charged him with an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And, and it was really a big misunderstanding. But ultimately, it led to him being suspended, and eventually he moved on. And uh, currently at Youngstown State, uh, looking to kind of 
finish up his career there. Wish him the absolute best. Scott Lashley, another guy that was committed to Mississippi State, decommitted. Now he's back at Mississippi State, competing for that right tackle spot. Glad to have him back. And it's one of those things, too, a lot of people expected him once he got to Alabama, when they recruited over the top of him, then roll it at East Mississippi and then ultimately have a chance to come back to Mississippi State. He stays over at Alabama, gets his degree, and now we'll get a chance to come home and play for us for one year. Hopefully it works out well. One of the biggest losses that year was Quincy Lenton out of Merton High School. Big, big loss. He had offers from everybody. A lot of people thought he was going to go to Ole Miss, and there were some people in Meridian kind of working to make that happen. Didn't work out. Uh, Lenton goes to Florida. He has had an injury-plagued career, had a broken foot, torn Achilles, and I'm told he is the fifth rated safety and five safeties up there. He's just a career special teamer. He did one year left to put it together, and I uh, absolutely wish him the best. Connor O'Donnell was an early commitment, one of those uh, Team USA, Tim Brewster commitments early on. Uh, never played college football. No record of him playing. Uh, committed to Mississippi State, decommitted and committed to Virginia Tech, and then didn't sign with Virginia Tech and enrolled at North Carolina Charlotte and became a regular student. Uh, John Pollock, another guy that committed really early, an undersized linebacker. I don't know that he could have played at this level long term. I really don't. Uh, but he was a guy that was very productive in high school. He was a guy that put up huge numbers, always around the football. But size was always a bit of an issue. And then uh, they elected to go in a different direction, and then he signs on with Rutgers and then wasn't even there a year and then went on to uh, to Youngstown State. Man, how interesting is it that so many of these guys ended up at Youngstown State? kind of makes you wonder about our evaluations. Drillin Porter was a guy, we knew that he was a sign and place candidate, but things never came out. But he was an absolute terror at South Panola. He was a star. He was a guy that kind of in that same Montez sweat vein. I mean, not saying he's the same kind of player, but the same type. Hope things worked out for him, whatever he did in life. And finally, Robert Washington. Robert Washington was supposed to be the crown jewel of this class. Committed very, very early out of Huntersville, North Carolina. A lot of people said, you know what, this is the great Greg Knox's get. We're going we're gonna to build a class around this guy. He went to work recruiting for Mississippi State. A lot of these younger guys, he got in the boat. John Pollock, Conor O'Donnell, these were all friends of his. He was good friends with Eli Johnson, ultimately went to Ole Miss. And so there was a lot of discussion about that. Uh, Robert Washington, if you remember, there was a Bleacher Report video that announced his commitment to Florida. This is after he had decommitted from Mississippi State. And then – Apparently, Florida wasn't ready to take the commitment or whatever, and so then he decommits and then commits to Syracuse and then ends it up at North Carolina Charlotte. Before he signed on with there, you, you guys may or may not know this, but uh, he kind of courted Mississippi State again, but the bridge was pretty much already burned. And so I, I wanted to do that because it's something Scott Kennedy told me years ago. is like, you know, we're around the sporting world all the time. If there's something that's interesting to us, chances are it's interesting to you. And so I looked all that stuff up because I thought it was important to see what did we really miss. And I think in hindsight, more of those guys missed out on Mississippi State rather than Mississippi State missing out on them. We end up having, you know, we've had some good years uh, in the years they would have been here. But when you begin to look at like, you know, wide receiver recruiting and all that, you know, you got, you, you, when you lose Zach Fair and Conor O'Donnell and those guys, you know, you think you've kind of got it figured out and then you've got all these decommitments in one class. It's incredible to begin to think about how, how it all unfolds. Um, you know, we're going to do more of that stuff. You know, in, in the intro, we're going to go back and kind of look at all that because we've got a time to kind of hit the pause button and look at, at some things and, and kind of see where we, we made some mistakes perhaps as, as recruiters and evaluators and also, too, maybe where we kind of benefited from a kid going somewhere else. 
Let me encourage you, too, to support our local businesses in Starkville. As I mentioned earlier with Bulldog Burger Company, your friends at Campus Bookmart are there to serve you. They can still handle your online orders. I encourage you to go ahead and plan for the future. You're going to be back at Davis Wade Stadium. You're going to be back at Duty Noble Field. You're going to be back in Humphrey Coliseum. And you're going to be walking around repping Mississippi State where you go. You can go find the latest and greatest in maroon and white fashions at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Barnyard listener, let me encourage you, use promo code BSR. That'll save you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. This is a difficult time that we're all facing, but I think it's important to remember that there will be some normalcy at the other end of this. And listen, our cabin fever is going to get worse. You know, there's going to be situations where, you know, people are going to be, you know, very despondent at times, but we're going to make, we're going to make it through this. And so I think it's important. I think one of the things that will help us all mentally is to begin to kind of look at the fact that there is life at the other end of the tunnel. And the folks at Campus Bookmark can outfit you for every bit of that. So, again, that's campusbookmark.net, promo code BSR. So what are you going to do with all this time? Because there's a lot of people right now that are, that are having a transition into working from home. I've been here for a long time. Uh, many of you is a new experience, and I know this, you're going to have a lot of time. You're going to be looking around, what, what do I do with myself? But there's going to be a lot of honeydew stuff to do, and there's a lot of things around this house that I've put off. Between the book tour and everything else, there's always something that I think, okay, well, I, I need to do this, but I never get around to it. Well, now you're going to get around to it because you're going to have plenty of time to do it. Let me encourage you to go ahead and get in, get in maybe into a spring and summer reading program. Because what, there is always this whole thing about, you know, there's always the latest, greatest clickbait article right now about this virus. And most of those people are just offering their opinion. I'm not going to offer you my opinion. I'm just going to tell you, listen to the experts, the people with the CDC and people like that. Not everybody else has spent on that. But let's escape from some of that by doing some summer reading. I just started Swing Your Sword. And when I finish that, we're going to talk about it here on the show and extensively. But uh, I would encourage you. Find some books, whether it be Swing Your Sword or Stark Villains, and you can get Stark Villains at StarkVillainsTheBook.com, or you can get Flim Flam there too. I'm going to spend a lot of time being positive and productive and working on the next Stark Villains book. Uh, I'm excited about that. This is one thing I'll say about all that is I'm not going to sit around uh, moping and being depressed. I'm going to be productive, but I'm also going to do a lot of reading. That's one of the things I think makes you a better writer is when you do reading. Because I think it helps to kind of let your mind see what other people, you know, phrasing that sort of stuff. And uh, there's just something about reading somebody else's memoirs and that sort of stuff that uh, that kind of stirs up some creative juices in me. And so let me encourage you. There's going to be a ton of stuff on Netflix, and we're all going to get exhausted with all that stuff. But pick up a book. Order a book online. Go do it today. And again, that's StarkVillainsTheBook.com to find my work. Uh, but you can find many others, and I and listen. There's so many books out there. You know, one of the, I tell you, one of the best books that I read years ago was Winning Every Day by Lou Holtz. I thought it was a tremendous book, and I know Lou Holtz is not somebody a lot of people like because of uh, you know, things that he said and done as a as a member of the media. Uh, but I think Lou Holtz had a very unique perspective when it comes to college football, and uh, reading that book was great. And so there are a lot of books that I know you guys have probably thought. One day when I get a little time, I'm going to sit down and read that. Well, now it's that time. There's, there's there's a lot less places to go to. I think it's only a matter of time, and it may be just be for a short time. But I think they're going to close movie theaters and all that sort of stuff. And um, you're going to be looking for something to do. So, again, let me encourage you. Do some online shopping. Pick up some books. Encourage your kids to pick up books. Read to your kids. Whatever you need to do. But uh, use this time 
in my opinion. Again, again, I don't want to offer opinions about this virus because I'm not, I'm not a person that knows anything about any of that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But I think if we get to the end of this and we haven't done something productive with all this extra time that we have, I think we're going to look back and say, you know what? I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have put the, built that extra deck or I should have fixed this. I think let's take some time and make sure that we're, we're making the most, the, the best use of our times. So I've heard all of this talk about there's going to be a baby boom in December and January, and that's probably true. Uh, I, I'm immune from all that. But uh, I think let's do some other things a little more creative around the house and to improve ourselves. And I think, you know, spending some time adding some knowledge and, and also too, that just reading kind of gives you an escape from all the other things that are going on in life. Well, that's going to do it for Debbie back on Wednesday. I have no idea what we're going to do for the top 10 list. If you've got suggestions, hit me up on social media. Let me know. Hey, Steve, I disagree with your list. Why don't you give me your top 10 list about this? And we'll argue about that too. You know, maybe it's the top 10 Rick Springfield songs. I don't know. I could spend all day talking about that sort of stuff. Those are the things that kind of, that make me, you know, intrigued. You know, what are your thoughts about that stuff? So, again, we'll be back on Wednesday. have no idea right now what we're going to talk about. But you know what? When we got up this morning, we had no idea that they were going to go ahead and franchise Dak and Chris. And we didn't know that you're going to have this Mike Leach story pop up. So we'll have plenty to talk about. And hopefully we at the Boneyard and jeanspage.com, we can provide you a bit of an escape. Looking forward to being back with you guys again. Be safe. And until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.